You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White, an on-demand audio presentation of redpeachsports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. Good morning, North Louisiana. What up? How goes Aaron Dietrich here in the Call of Anchor Group One Realty Studio in West Monroe, alongside from the Washita Citizen, Jake Martin. Jake, how you doing this morning, bud? I'm good. Were you buffering just now? <laughs> I feel like you glitched a little bit. Perhaps. Yeah, you are a robot. <laughs> how about that? I'm good, man. How, what's going on? Uh, dog days of summer are here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so typically we get to the studio and, you know, we've got a lot of ideas. There's a lot going on. Uh-huh. Not this morning. <laughs> the The well is dry. But there are some interesting things to talk about. Of course, thankfully, we had a game last night, a big game. That we can talk about as well. Yes, the College World Series. Arkansas inches closer to winning the school's first ever national championship in baseball. The Hawks over the Beavers last night, 4-1. to one. Yeah, so a couple different things to take away from this game or things that I found intriguing. Of course, I'm going to talk about Heimlich here. Mm-hmm. Because there's something about watching a game – when there is someone that you just love to root against, right? Uh, the heel, when, when you've got a straight-up heel, a straight-up full that you can, um, you know, pull against, and that's what you had here. It was one of those cases where, you know, I forgot who asked yesterday. Somebody texted us asking who uh, or if they're – why it's kind of died down, why they're not talking about his past so much. Well, they brought it right back up right before the game, okay? Uh, and, and we should have saw that coming as well. But uh, from the get-go, you know, that's that's the talk uh, of the game. And then he goes out there and he starts dominating. He starts working Arkansas's lineup uh, for a good, you know, four innings, I would say. He looked really good. And then, of course, he ran into trouble uh, there in the fifth. But there's just something about watching a game where – you have one of the most hated guys in that sport at that time, it just makes it more enjoyable to stay tuned in and, and just have a rooting interest in it. Did, did you find yourself feeling the same way watching this game? Yeah, he goes four and a third innings, gives up three earned runs. And, of course, the difference in this ball game it all boiled down to the fifth inning for Arkansas when they scored four runs. I mean, besides that fifth inning, uh, the Razorbacks, I believe, did not have anyone pass the second base for any of the other innings. But they capitalized, and they capitalized in a big win in a big inning to push across those four runs. And that was enough for that pitching staff for Razorback, for the Razorbacks last night. Yeah. and But but to get back to the to the helmet thing, he he might have turned his life around. We we don't know. Um, and, and so I, th- I think in, in that part uh, – you know, I know every, nobody's perfect. They mess up, but that's a pretty big mess up, right? Mm-hmm. That's a pretty uh, – that's one that people just aren't going to straight up forgive. But he might have turned his life around. But but when you when you have to hear that story over and over, there's just no way you mm-hmm. can you can feel bad for him or, or, or root for him. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know, it just made it a little bit more intriguing. It does not dilute the impact of it because every time you continue exactly. to hear it, you're like – yeah, no, no, it doesn't matter how many times you hear it, you're, you're, you're taking it back every single time. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I was already rooting for Arkansas just because um, I think it would be cool to see them them get that uh, College World Series and get, get that championship. But uh, whenever you hear that, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm all in. <laughs> I'm all in on the Razorbacks. But uh, It makes you wonder, though, for him in the postseason because it's not like he's been good. I mean, he yeah. was magnificent during the regular season, and now uh, True. That's in this a good run, and Oregon State has still gotten to where they are basically without him. Yeah. He hasn't had those that dominating stuff or that dominating performance you expect from a guy that was literally, what, 14-2 and two this year? Yeah. No, that's a great point. Um, the thing that, that has stuck out to me in regards to Oregon State has been their, their lineup, just, just the pressure it puts on, uh, you know, other pitching staffs, and Listen, the other thing that stuck out to me that we need to mention, because Oregon State did get hosed uh, by a run there, uh, was the fourth inning. That was an awful, 
interference called not because of the 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 letter of the law because i i think if you and this is what i hate to we can get into this in a minute whenever you actually break it down and you and you look at that official wording of the rule then you can kind of justify that call but at the end of the day my i always feel like let's just use our brains here like he was trying to get out of the way Mm -hmm. he was not purposely trying to slide into the arkansas um second baseman and, and and take him out that said whenever you know oregon state goes out to argue they had it mic'd up they played that that little banter between you know coach and an umpire and what did he say he said he touched him he, he 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 got to the bag and immediately the argument is look at the replay he didn't even get to the bag he was nowhere close to getting to the bag and if that's what he saw, you know, that that's unforgivable because that is a huge moment. That took a run off the board. That was interference. It sent Oregon State's, uh, whoever scored, it sent them back to third base. And, that, again, that takes a run off the board in a critical spot because Oregon State was up one nothing at that point. They could have been up 2 nothing, But uh, Arkansas did break through in the fifth and, and ultimately won 4-1. Uh, ben weighs in on the Stuart Shelby Goosehead Insurance Hotline at 888-993-7762. I'm not for or against Heimlich. I just wonder what the difference of him being, say, a pro baseball player, a professional accountant, or a lawyer, or something like that. No, that's true. I mean, that's, well, yeah, that's that's tough, man. It, it's tough to actually, you know, think about it in another profession. Mm-hmm. Um, if something like that comes out and you've already got a job, do you lose that job? You know? More than likely. Yeah. Uh, we did not mention, of course, Knight on the mound. We mentioned the pitching performance overall by Arkansas. But he goes six innings, only gives up one run on seven hits. He, I believe, now goes to 14-0 and on the year. Becomes just the fifth player in the last 20 years to win 14 or go 14-0 and or more in a college baseball season pretty darn impressive yeah and gonna end is basically this season and then his career perfect with a perfect record that's awesome yeah no no and and to do it against that lineup too especially after what we saw them do against mississippi state and the way they were able to rally and we've seen it all, all year long i mean lsu fans saw it yeah. firsthand i mean that lineup is nasty uh but yeah to, to to finish off that way to give his team a 1-0 lead in the college world series that's uh, that's pretty perfect. And, you know, the Razorbacks inch closer to that national championship, but I wouldn't start planning the parade just yet. How many times have we seen this Beaver squad uh, have rally. their backs against the wall and, of course, rally, and they rally in a big way? But I did see the stat, and I'm sure you saw it also, of the 11 of the 15 College World Series, the team that wins game one of the College World Series final goes on to win the national championship. That's pretty good percentage. Yeah, it's not bad. If you're an Arkansas fan, you got to be feeling good today. Yeah, um, yeah I, I'm still taking Arkansas. I, I took Arkansas to begin with, but uh, just because I think the rest factor as as well. But uh, again, you got two of the best teams going at it. I wouldn't be surprised if Oregon State did rally. Uh, we'll make an effort later in the show to see if uh, Westmore is up and going in Omaha. Maybe we'll get a, re- a college World Series report from him coming up later in the show. Arkansas, the big news this morning, of course, with the Razorbacks getting closer to winning that national championship. Russell, this is your morning. (laughs) All right, uh, so that was the big topic. Now we could go a number of routes, Aaron. Where would you like to go this morning? Uh, It caught me a little bit by surprise, Austin Rivers. (laughs) Is that how bad it is? Austin Rivers gets traded from the Clippers to the Wizards. And I found that interesting. I was more interested in what Austin Rivers has done to turn his career around. Yeah. Um, so he was traded for Gortat. Yeah. Of all people, uh, traded to the Wizards for Gortat. Now, from what I was reading, Doc's no longer running the basketball operation. Because that would be very uncomfortable <laughs> sitting around the dinner table. Dad, why would you trade me? Or just talking to your wife. Why did you trade my son? I think that's the that's the bigger question, right? That's the one you want to especially avoid. But uh, yeah, what an interesting story. This was always kind of like the uh, 
the, the thing that NBA fans always kind of joked about, the fact that Austin went to play with his daddy because it wouldn't work anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And no, now, no, now he has to leave the nest. I, I go back to that, you know, those photo shoots when he gets drafted with uh, Anthony Davis. And, of course, they were going to be the foundation, the two pillars, the two rocks of the Pels. And, of course, uh, the shots that you would see. And it certainly did not work out for him. And you're thinking he's going to have a short career in the NBA. And then last year, he really puts it together with the Clippers, averaging 15 points and four assists per game. Yeah, but not good enough for them to want to keep him. The other thing in the NBA that certainly uh, will continue to make headlines, uh, the Lakers and, of course, their pitch to land LeBron. Magic Johnson, I don't think, has met a camera that he has not liked. Magic goes in front of the cameras yesterday, and I, I don't see why he thought it was necessary for him to do this at this point, especially considering the issues he's had in the past with the NBA and, of course, the tampering things. But Magic went in front of the, the cameras and basically did something that Mickey Loomis would never do. All of it? Yeah, well, he just said, basically, if we don't get it done over the next two years, I need to lose my job. Yeah, well, you're right about that. So... In reading these quotes, uh-huh. it hit me. It was like reading something a rookie president of operations uh-huh. would say. These are the, the he's a great businessman. The quotes that he had, the 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 macho, you know, we're gonna get it done because we're just gonna we have no other choice. All right, here's one of them. If you if you have to give us time, like I told you before, I took the job. And when I took the job, it's going to be a two-summer thing for the Lakers, this summer and next summer. That's it. If I can't deliver, I'm going to step down myself. She, referencing Jeannie Buss, won't have to fire me. I'll step away from it because then I cannot do this job. Okay, so to me, that that's a quote like of a player or, or of a coach where you're – you have you have control in the position he's in, but there's only so much you can control. When you're a player, you're actually on the court or on the field, whatever sport it is, you have more control because the ball is in your hands. You can make plays. Mm-hmm. You have to rely on others now, Magic. Yes, you can make some decisions to help your team win games, but you can't physically go out there and do it. That's why I'd never mind a player owning it and yeah. saying, you know, we're going to go get it done, and if not, then – it's on me, yada, yada, yada. Well, in this case for Magic, he sounds like a player. Right, he doesn't sound is. like a president. No pressure on me. I'm going to do my job. I've always done that. Do you know how many finals I've been to? <laughs> okay, what's that matter? So you think I'm worried about this? I have played against Larry Bird in the finals. I mean, come on, man. It's different. I have been in nine finals. I've been in the college NCAA championships, Magic Johnson's quote. And then he's pressed a little bit and reminded that this is a different job, as Jake said, being the point guard of Showtime and, of course, uh, having this role with the Lakers. And Magic's response is, I'm Magic Johnson. I'm still the same dude. I'm not going to change. No pressure on me. I'm going to do my job. That's what I do. I do my job. I'm excited. It's fun. I'm always looking forward to it. All right, let's go. Let's keep it going. (sighs) If the greatest basketball player of all time – can't make it work in Charlotte, you know. I mean, but that's beside the point. Everything that Magic said there, it just it really does come off as a rookie. Mm-hmm. Like it just comes off as someone. You don't have to say any of that. Just just say the bare minimum, like most people in that position do. Say the absolute bare minimum and go about your day. Listen, I want to hear from Magic. I want to hear from executives. I want to hear from coaches. I want them all to go in front of the media. But this was one time when Magic. Probably could just hang out in the back and not say anything. Exactly. You don't have <laughs> what to was say the this. gain from this? Nothing. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. It's it's to try to gain public opinion. It's yeah. to try to get Laker fans back fired up. The only opinion that matters right now is LeBron James. That very true. <laughs> very true. Unless you have some kind of message you're trying to send to him through the media. Yeah. Unless you can land him you're trying and to Kawhi do a Nick Saban. Or, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's given us great uh, pitch there, but I don't know, man. Just just hearing that, it really did rub me the wrong, wrong way. It's just like Magic, you're not a player anymore. Mm. You're you're you can't say that and then go out there and control it. You need in that position say the bare minimum. Mm.
We are your home for the Houston Astros. We are your headquarters. Big win for them yesterday versus Toronto. They take care of business seven to nothing. Uh, this Charlie Morton kid, right? <laughs> Not too bad, right? I think he's ten and one now. He's ten and one. He had thirteen strikeouts yesterday, and that was his fifth double-digit strikeout game. So pretty salty stuff. Bregman, by the way, was four for five in that seven nothing victory. Nice. Is his average above two seventy yet? Two seventy two. All right. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. He's he's working up back up. I don't know if we're ready for it or not, but this is our World Cup update. Tabor, yesterday, is this one of the top moments so far in the World Cup with Argentina scoring late to keep their dreams alive and then one of the greatest cutaways ever? They go to the crowd and you see Diego Maradona there giving the double birds to someone. Is that the moment, the, the lasting moment so far of the World Cup or at least one of the top five? Apparently, Maradona had to get, receive some medical treatment afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, you want to talk about a guy trying to steal? How's he still alive, Aaron? Let's let, let's let's get real here. How's that man still walking this earth? I mean, he's like a professional wrestler almost. Yeah, he's like Ric Flair of Argentina. He's only like I think what fifty five, fifty seven. He's he's not that old, but he's old enough that if he's still living, let's be honest, his lifestyle. Yeah, he's glad to be here, and he apparently he's seven. <laughs> but to answer your question. For me personally, yeah, well, I'm kind of apathetic. But for that nation in, in South America, yes. Uh, he was treated by paramedics at the stadium. He was seen uh, walking out of the stadium. There's there's a shot of him there uh, getting worked on by the paramedics. They said he had low blood sugar at the time. So there you go. That's the big story. Oh, okay, okay. He's still alive. I won't say anything. That's That's good stuff. Uh, John, what do we got going on? Anything besides that yesterday that uh, caught your attention? And what are we looking at today? Okay, uh, yesterday, let's see. Argentina and Croatia moved through for Group D. France and Denmark both moved to the knockout room for Group C. Today, we've got South Korea and Germany, and then Mexico versus Sweden for Group F. Those games are at 9 o'clock, and then at 1 o'clock, Switzerland versus Costa Rica, and Brazil versus Serbia. When does the knockout round start? Friday. That's when it gets spicy. Yeah, that's when it, yeah. The double bird. They cut away away from him immediately there. Why why even cut away by then? Yeah. (laughs) It wasn't going to change, right? No. (laughs) They weren't going to go back into the nest. Yes. Well played, Tabor. Well played. Great World Cup update there. I know. I love that Tabor was fully prepared yes. for that. Like, he knows yes. we are clueless. It's like my 30 minutes of shine. Yeah. Or excuse me, 30 <laughs> seconds. professional. Yes. Uh, it's all part of the starting lineup brought to you by Louisiana Pain Care. The starting lineup. Are you crying? The starting lineup. Are you crying? starting lineup. Are you crying? The starting lineup. There's no crying. Let's get to the starting lineup. Dr. Saul Graves will join us at 7.30, Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame this weekend. One of the, the journalists being recognized will be Lynn Rollins. We look forward to hearing from him. I'm sure we'll get his College World Series perspective. Also, he will join us at 8.15. We have a couple of clips from uh, Larry Wright of, uh, I think, the eight inductees going in this year. Larry Wright's the one that has the most connection to this area. Of course, started at Richwood, went on to Grambling, and then played professionally with the Washington Bullets, won a world championship with them, then went overseas, actually had uh, his own basketball shoot. How many people can say that? Um, a, a, a few, but, but nobody that we know, really. I went and visited with him yesterday, and I said, you have a pair of those shoes. How cool would that be? Were you trying to get a pair of those shoes? Knowing you, you usually try to take something home with you when you... I'm not that kind of guy. Uh-huh. Uh, not one of those. How many times you walk in here with a, a shirt of a school? Not or? that often, man. Okay. All right. <laughs> Jake, Pull, trying to keep, stir it up. Keep pulling the wool over the people's eyes. Uh, we got another a number of other headlines that we did not get into in the first segment. We'll do that after the break, including a, a broadcaster that's getting another new deal. We'll see if that gets uh, Jake over here fired up. 
We'll see. We also have Bovada NFL MVP odds that we need to dive into. Where might Drew Brees be on that list? Hmm. 888-993-7762. We're back after this on the morning drive. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing with Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whatever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream. Live to drive. If your business depends on technology, then you can depend on NetTech. We offer remote desktop and service management, cloud-based document access, email services, IP phone services, fiber internet, and data security products. With locations in Monroe and in Ruston, our friendly technicians and help desk staff are ready to solve all your IT problems. Let NetTech be your IT department. Visit nettech.net or call 866-668-0001 today. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. In the South, June means lawn work is only half done. There's still a lot of grass cutting to do. So through the end of June, you can save 10% on all residential grade zero turn cup cadet mowers from Yard Power. YP has a huge inventory of mowers to choose from because Yard Power is your cup cadet superstore. All Cup Cadet Zero Turn Mowers, 10% off through June 30th at Yard Power. Highway 165 North in Monroe and on Walter Lane just off Noondack Edition, West Monroe. Let's get back to the sports on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston. Welcome back to the morning drive. Odds are out for us. MVP of the National Football League, Drew Brees up there. Yes, Drew Brees is, get, get, take a guess where he's at. Third. He's fourth. Who would who would you think is above him? Uh, either Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. Both. Uh-huh. So there's one more. Carson Wentz. <laughs> Did you pick you, at the list? No. Yeah, you got it. Carson Wentz. Everybody loves Carson Wentz. Um, so, yeah, Brees is fourth. He's tied with Russell Wilson. Uh, for fourth, and then behind him, this is kind of crazy, Cam Newton. Cam Newton, six best odds to win the NFL MVP. You think he's going to have that big of a turnaround this year? We had this conversation yesterday. Yeah, and guess who's two spots behind Newton? Jimmy G. Mm. Grappolo, that's pretty good odds for him. Uh, Deshaun Watson's uh, in between those two, and then you got Matt Ryan, Jared Goff. Kirk Cousins. Here's the thing that sticks out to me, Aaron. What were Breeze's odds? Uh, plus 1,500. 15 to 1. Yes. Um, Andrew Luck is plus 3,000. Andrew Luck has better odds than David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, Todd Gurley, wow. Marcus Mariota. Now, I know people are probably – saying, well, yeah, that's because he's a quarterback, and quarterbacks are always favored to win the MVP. But how healthy is this guy? Is he going to be able to last the whole season? Is, is he, he throwing be... a regulation-sized football yet? Is he throwing a regular? Yeah, that's a great question. Is he going to be able to hold up is my second question. My third question is, is he going to be as good as he was? It's been a long time since we've seen him play. So, I think that's kind of crazy to have him plus 3,000. Mm. Anyway, Drew Brees, still holding it down. Mm. Pretty good odds. By the way, one. Alvin Kamara, yeah. uh, plus 6,000 
plus 6,600. Okay. So that is behind players like Saquon Barkley, Leonard Fournette, Patrick Mahomes, Alex Smith, Case Keenum. So if you had 10 bucks, you lay down on Breeze he, or you put it down on Camaro? Camaro. It's more value. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of value, uh, is Fox getting a nice value? Uh, reported now by several different uh, agencies, including the New York Post. Colin Coward, of course, you'll hear uh, later today. Well, he's actually on vacation right now. Gets a nice new deal. Uh, details were not released, but they believe it's got to be somewhere more than what he was getting paid before. He still had a year left on his contract. They thought ESPN was going to get involved with Cowherd and try to sway him back. But no, Fox Sports anteed up and are going to pay him well over $6 million per year. So I don't have an issue with this. I think you expected me to because I sometimes have issues with things he says. But he's the best, man. I think he's the best in radio, so he should be paid like the best. So good for Good for Cowherd, getting that money. And he's uh, not going to have to do uh, no longer host Speak Yourself, a show that I've never watched one time. I can't say that I've watched it either. I watched The Herd. I like watching that sometimes. But, uh, yeah, never watched Speak for Yourself. Uh, just Googled uh, you know, highest paid broadcasters out there. Mm-hmm. Just curious this morning. Okay. What you find? Uh, Robin Roberts. She does a fine job on Good Morning America. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it's called. Eighteen million per year. Ooh, it's that Aaron Dietrich money. Yeah. Man, can you imagine pulling down eighteen million dollars a year? And no, no, I cannot. Next question. Uh, other highest paid ones, and uh, this surprised you. This this story came out in two thousand seventeen, so the, they probably have gone up since then. Uh, at number one in terms of highest paid sports reporters, Jim Rome coming in at fourteen million dollars per year. The OG. He's been doing it a long time. Yeah. That doesn't Have you ever tried me. to sit through an entire show with Jim Rome? <laughs> Jim Rome, I'm not, that's not my kind of guy. Uh, well, what are you saying about Jim Rome? Why isn't you your kind of guy? I just, I don't know. You're I've, not a clone? I've never, <laughs> I've never went out of my way to listen to Jim Rome. Oh. Rome no is burning. No podcast of Rome. No. I used to watch that Rome is burning years ago. Was that even before Around the Horn? I feel like that was a show before Around the Horn was a show. Anyway, I used to watch that a little bit, but uh, yeah, not a big Rome guy. Uh, of course, they had uh, John Gruden back on the list before. Of course, he went back into coaching, co- pulling down that cool six and a half million dollars a year. Then, of course, allegedly they were willing to pay him close to ten million dollars a year to stay in broadcasting, but he decided to go back to the coaching ranks. Skip Bayless, according to this report, still making well over five and a half million dollars <sighs> per year. At some point, this has probably got to run out. You that was hope. a four-year deal, I believe, uh, worth $25 million. By the way, I think we need – I'm going to try to find it. Have you seen the clip on Twitter? Somebody edited Skip Bayless arguing with himself. See, you passed that on to me, and, and I detest the guy so much I refuse to watch that. Why no. would I want to see Dude, one Skip funny. Bayless, let alone two of because them going con- back and forth? he contradicts himself. Yeah. It's so funny. Uh, I, I need to find it, and we need to play it for the for the listeners because I think they'll enjoy it. If you hate Skip Bayless, you'll enjoy it, <laughs> which all of you do, right? <laughs> uh, Joe Buck, somewhere in the ballpark of uh, three million. Al Michaels, around five million or so. I think these numbers are wrong here. With Stephen A. Screaming A. Pulling down about three million per year. I would expect he's probably getting paid more than that. Bottom line is, Coward's got a new deal. He'll be around for a, a while with Fox Sports. Good for Cowherd. 888-993-7762. Dr. Saul Graves joins us after the break. Get your craw daddies now at Randall's Fine Meats. Randall's Fine Meats has your craw daddies ready to go every day. Low prices for live or boiled. Ask about their 5 and 10 pound specials on some of the best crawfish around. Plus, Randall's will even cater your next event. Just give them a call, 343-0382, and book in advance. Randall's also has your specialty stuffed meats. And you have to try his fried cracklets. At Randall's, like them on Facebook or just stop on by. Randall's Fine Meats, 4205 Old Sterlington Road, Monroe. 
The way you purchased a car in the past is changing with Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whenever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream. Live to drive. Whether you have a sports or an orthopedic injury, nagging low back or neck pain, work-related injury, or even vertigo, get the care and treatment you need at Legacy Outpatient Therapy Services. LOTS has been a reliable health care provider for Ruston and the surrounding communities for over 15 years. Give Chase Patterson and his team of skilled therapists a call at 318-255-9601 or visit our website at LegacyRehab.net. LOTS official partner of Louisiana Tech Athletics and your home for trusted therapy solutions powered by Legacy Rehabilitation. The North Louisiana Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic is dedicated to helping you get back to your old self, maybe even better. Whether a sports-related injury or an accident in daily life has you sidelined, let the progressive all-star team of physicians, therapists, and professional staff at North Louisiana Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic provide superior service and results. Visit us at MonroeOrtho.com to schedule your appointment at one of our three locations in Ruston, West Monroe, or 1501 Louisville Avenue in Monroe. It's time for the Morning Drive's weekly visit with the sports medicine doctors at North Louisiana Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic. Welcome back to the Morning Drive on Sports Talk 97.7. Time to have our weekly visit. Dr. Saul Graves joins us this morning on the Stuart Shelby Goosehead Insurance Hotline. Saul, how are you doing this morning, bud? Hey, I'm doing great, Aaron. Thanks for having me on. Uh, you all in on the uh, College World Series? Are you one of those we did it kind of guys uh, pulling for Arkansas to get it done against uh, Oregon State? <laughs> I tell you, I'll just be honest with you. It's hard for me to pull for Arkansas, but um, um, <laughs> I don't like I, I don't like Oregon State uh, too much either. So it's kind of one of those things where I'm just I'm just kind of enjoying watching it. And and uh, I think Arkansas, uh, you know, certainly has a great team and and. You know, when you go back to the very beginning of the season, I mean, everybody was talking about how powerful their offense was, offense was, and of course they've got great pitching. And and uh, you know, I, I'll be honest though, I, I didn't think they, that anybody could could beat Oregon State. Um, and, and but it looks like they've got a great chance to do it. It's certainly it's not over, but uh, it was pretty impressive what they did last night. Saul, so have you been to the College World Series? I, I never have, but I, I plan to one day. I tell you, it's uh, something I love to do. We were going through yesterday, we are looking back at some recruiting classes and, of course, inside this state. So uh, your class was 88, correct? Eight, 86. 86. Oh, 86. Well, you're a little older than I thought, man. Uh, <laughs> not to throw shade your way. So 86, right. uh, some of the big names coming out of your, your class, uh, who do you remember in this state that, of course, was making big names? Because you're on this list as part of the, the – uh, Super 12 or the Dandy Dozen, whatever they call it. Yeah, and of course that's the way things were done back then. You know, we didn't, there wasn't there wasn't the internet then, and there wasn't all these recruiting services, and there was you know there was a few publications that that would come out, you know, that you could buy the magazine, and and uh, but mainly it relied on on newspapers to 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 rank. And the big ranking in Louisiana was was from New Orleans and the Times Picayune, and and on that dozen. Yeah, one interesting thing was that there was actually three three people from Washtenaw Christian on it: myself and, and Mike Shepard and Steve Hudson, who who both ended up going to Arkansas and have big big careers. But I think the top two recruits in the state that year was uh, there's a guy named Leroy Horde that was a running back um, out of New Orleans. I think I believe he was from St. Aug, and another guy named Ward Manuel, who was probably the top defensive lineman in the country from Brother Martin, and um, both of them. Uh, left the state and went to Michigan, which was a um, you know big deal. You, you, you think about about uh, Alabama coming into Louisiana nowadays and, and taking a lot of players, and um, it was it was just unbelievable that Michigan could come in and do what they did in Louisiana <clears throat> back then, um, and you know that really hurt that year as far in terms of LSU, in my opinion, because on that list of twelve of the top twelve, you know, just off the top of my head, at least six of them. Um, left the state and went somewhere else. Um, one of them, who probably a lot of people remember, is Brian Mitchell, um, who you know probably the, maybe the greatest return specialist in the history of the NFL. 
you know, he was a quarterback coming out of high school, and and and, and although he was listed as one of the top twelve recruits, was not real he- heavily recruited as a quarterback because he was a little guy. You know, he, he was probably about five ten, maybe five nine, and and you know could run. But a lot of people, you know, didn't want him as a quarterback, and ULL did, and. Uh, of course, that's where he uh, where he ended up, and um, you know, out of all the players on that list, he was probably the the least recognized, but ended up with the with the greatest career probably of ever of all of them. Um, yeah, and then I look at this list. I mean, it, it is pretty solid. I mean, you're talking about a forward. He played in the league for ten years, and Mitchell, I think, lasted uh, fourteen. So, I mean, two high high profile guys right there. That's right, and then of course, Eddie Fuller was on that list as well, who. And it did end up with with LSU at LSU. He was running back, and and uh, he was the the one that that caught the touchdown pass in the earthquake game, and and uh, just a great, great teammate, and uh, and also played in the NFL for the Buffalo Bills for for several years. And um, so anyway, yeah, there was there was a lot of good players in that list, but unfortunately, a lot that that left the state and didn't come to LSU. Well, no wonder you guys won a state championship. Three of the top twelve in the state calling OCS home. Is it safe to say those defensive tackles in Hudson and Shepard were not allowed to touch you during the practice? <laughs> no, they didn't. They didn't. They didn't touch me. That's that's true. But uh, you know, an interesting story about them. I mean, I think a lot of LSU fans know about Pete Jenkins, and um, you know, of course, came back to LSU with Orgeron and then retired last year. But you know, his big recruiting area was was New Orleans, and. Uh, and, and you know he had kind of had locked that that area down for a long time. But that particular year, um, he actually changed his recruiting area to come to North Louisiana. Um, and it wasn't so much to recruit me, but it was to try to get those two guys, Steve and, and Mike, uh, to get to LSU. And then Tony Houston, who was the defensive back at Ruston, was another big prospect up here. And, um, and so he you know, he spent a tremendous amount of effort trying to get uh, Steve and Mike to LSU. And, and, of course, they ended up going to, to Arkansas. And, and for five years that I was down there at LSU, every time I saw him, he would he would say something about, you know, the disappointment he had and not being able to get those guys to, uh, uh, to LSU. And I'm sure he'd probably say uh, to this day that that's one of the, the biggest uh, losses as far as his – because when he came after a defensive lineman, he usually got them. And uh, so it was interesting that he didn't get those two guys. And then, of course, Ward Manuel – yeah, went to went to Michigan. Huh. Uh, so I got a question. In '85, of course, Tommy Hudson, ha, ha, Tommy Hudson was uh, recruited by LSU, and of course uh, went there. When your senior year, did that come into play at all during the recruiting process with the Tigers? Yeah, that's a good question. Of course, you know I, I was such a you know LSU guy through and through. It, you know, it didn't matter who was there. You know, I, if, if they offered, I, I was pretty much going there. But you know, my my thoughts about him at the time were, you know, he, he um he had actually hurt, gotten hurt his freshman year when he got to LSU. He injured his elbow and had to have surgery on his elbow, so he didn't practice um, at all. wasn't able to throw, and and so I didn't know much about him. I, um, I, I do recall when I had my my at home visit with Bill Arnsbarger, who came, um, you know, to my house and talked to him. We, we you know he brought we brought that up and talked about it, and and he kind of said those same things. You know that you know Hudson was not. Uh, uh, you know, had really not done anything to that point. He didn't know if he was going to be able to throw a ball ever again. And so that really didn't play a lot in, in my decision. Um, of course, before I ever even got to LSU, during, they had spring practice, and he was able to participate in spring practice. So he pretty much had the starting quarterback job locked down by the time I got there. And, and, um, and of course, you know, just a great quarterback. And, and he was another guy that was a great teammate as well. You know, just I think uh, the world of him. And, and, of course, had a great career at LSU as well. Saul, not a lot of injuries, but we do have a couple to pick your brain about. Uh, Chris Bryant goes on the DL with the Cubs because of a shoulder soreness. Typically, when something like this happens, besides rest, is there anything you can do in terms of rehab? Yeah, and his is kind of interesting because it's it's actually his non-throwing shoulder, and and, and he thinks he hurt it um, batting, and so it's it's his it's his left shoulder. Um, and he even said that I guess he was in a slump and, and went in the cage and started hitting a lot more and just inflamed it. And, and, and that means it's probably more likely something like tendonitis and, and usually rotator cuff tendonitis is what causes most of short, shoulder soreness like that. And, and, you know, rest is good. You know, obviously a lot of therapy on it. And, and sometimes even a steroid injection can be real helpful 
for that sort of thing. And, and so that may be an option as well to try to get him back uh, a little quicker. Uh, for orthopedic surgeons, what's the biggest challenges you guys are going to face in the near future? Yeah, um, you know, that, that's, that's a great question, too. You know, obviously the way we do surgery uh, evolves constantly, and, and we're always looking for more or less invasive techniques. But I think that, that biologics are kind of the new thing. And, and, and when I mean that, and we've talked about that some, I think stem cells and uh, PRP and, and those types of things, things that we can do to, to try to regenerate new cartilage, to try to um, uh, improve healing when, when repairs are done, I think that's what you're going to see um, really take off. And it, not that it hadn't, it's, it's already, you know, gotten a lot uh, a more action here in the last, you know, four or five years. The, the issue now, though, is with those things is that insurances don't really cover them. So if somebody wants, say, a stem cell injection, you know, you've got to come up with a lot of cash to, to be able to, to pay for that. And uh, But I don't think it'll be long in, until that happens. I think insurances will will get on board just because the studies have shown that there's a lot of benefit. And, um, and so I think that's probably the future of orthopedics, um, you know, in the next 10 years. So I think you're going to really see a lot more uh, stem cell use and, and um, you know, PRP use and, and those types of things. Uh, surfing around, I saw a number of uh, college programs trying to use kind of sensors to assess injuries. And then, of course, uh, the sensors giving feedback on how rehabs are going. Have you seen the use of that more and more uh, today in high school and college athletics? Yeah, I would say that, you know, in, in, you know, professional teams and, and, and there are some physical therapy places that have gotten a hold of some of these devices, and there's some newer ones that, that um, are not very bulky. You know, before you'd kind of have to have wires hooked to you and things like that, but now there's some things that you can just sort of stick to the skin. They're small, um, and these devices help – um, you know, kind of look at movement patterns and, and muscle activity, and, and it's, a, it's a great tool when you're assessing, um, say, in a rehab situation like with ACL, and you, you want to see whether a person is, is back and ready to return to, to sports. You can kind of look at, at the, the speed that they can generate, the control they have in their muscles, the alignment of their leg when they do certain things. And I think it's a great tool to um, – to, to use as far as rehab and maybe even prevention as well. You, know, you can take someone that's never had an injury, you can put them in a, in a rehab setting and, and put these sensors on them, and, and you can measure uh, their alignment when they do things like jump or, or come to a stop, um, when, they, when they do a squat, things like that. And then you can assess, hey, look, you're, you're, the way you, your knee or your leg is aligned, you're, you're at a lot greater risk of injury than someone else and so now we can do things to try to improve on that to try to prevent injury in the future and so that's that, that's obviously where the these professional teams that have, that have acquired these devices are going and i think it's also something that that you'll see a lot more rehab um facilities incorporate as well good stuff dr saul graves if uh, we need your assistance where can we find you and your colleagues well we've got our three locations our main office on louisville and monroe and uh, satellite clinics in, in uh, Western Row uh, and also in Ruston as well. Not even one World Cup question. Let you off the hook. <laughs> Thank goodness. I, I don't have much for you there. Uh, <laughs> uh, although I do enjoy listening to the to the uh, re, uh, the announcers and the way they describe goals, but yeah. um, I don't don't have much for you. I haven't been able to watch it too much. It's too early. It's too early. Yeah, that's true. Thanks, Saul. Appreciate the time, bud. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for having me on. Dr. Saul Griffin. How about that? Uh, three of the 12 that year in uh, 1986 came from OCS on the top 12 recruits in the state. Yeah, yeah. Pretty special class there, Yeah, to say the least. Mm, we need to go through some of these uh, classes. There's some pretty big names here with ties to Louisiana. Yeah, yeah. It is fun to look at those names and kind of remember how great they were, not only in high school, but also in college yeah. and some professionals and then some that you know you had such high expectations today as they go off to the next level i mean you look at uh, 94 uh, that class featured peyton manning and josh booty mm. yeah one of those worked out really well booty still uh had a interesting career oh very interesting yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. 888-993-7762 the morning drive is back after this
The way you purchased a car in the past is changing. With Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whatever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream. Live to drive. If your job situation is changing because of layoffs or restructuring, make sure your retirement stays on track. I'm Edward Jones Financial Advisor Mike Barris. Stop by our office at 1507 Laming Lane for a face-to-face appointment. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing member SIPC. Looking for affordable home building here in Northeast Louisiana? Look no further than Allen Builders. The folks at Allen Builders are dedicated to building that quality custom home that you've always been dreaming of. In the need of a remodel, bathrooms, kitchen, flooring, the folks at Allen Builders can handle it. Issue with a roof? Whether it's tearing off and replacing existing shingles, replacing rotten decking, and installing solar power vents? Yep, they've got that covered. For more information, call Allen Builders today, 348 348- 8920-348-8920. Brad Parker and his wife Leah opened the Iron Cactus in Calhoun, Louisiana on July 12, 2010 and has made Iron Cactus into a one-of-a-kind restaurant and, in my opinion, the best Tex-Mex in the area. They now have a second location at 428 Desired Street in Monroe. Iron Cactus offers a family-friendly environment that's open for lunch and dinner and also has an array of platters for your catered events. Every time you visit Iron Cactus, you'll find a dedicated and grateful staff with a commitment to deliver the best Tex-Mex, along with the fresh ideas that will make you want to come back again and again. They pride themselves in using fresh food to meet your expectations of a delicious dining experience, and they look forward to serving you in a simple cantina setting. What's better than the Iron Cactus fajitas? Eating them with a margarita, obviously. They are so excited to announce they are now serving your favorite margaritas, wine, and ice-cold beer in downtown Monroe. 428 Desired Street, Monroe, and 1304 Highway 80 East in Calhoun. Local Sports Talk is on the air on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward, Toyota of Ruston. Welcome back to the show. You can hit us up on the Stuart Shelby Goosehead Insurance Hotline slash text line 888-993-7762. Go to stuartshelby.com for a free quote. All right. Got a couple of headlines to go over, but first, I did want to play. Why are you doing this to us? No, this is great. Somebody edited a video of Skip Bayless arguing with himself just to show you that he'll say whatever he wants to say to get, you know, uh, get you talking about him which has us talking about him right now. But that said, he's made a career out of saying the most outlandish things, and here is a video of him contradicting himself. Aaron Rodgers is historically, transcendentally, specially great. No. You know why? Because Aaron... Uh, anyway, he, he basically contradicts himself. It's a great video. If you have time, look it up on Twitter. Are you following him on Twitter? No. Good. Proud of you. Yeah. Are you? Uh, I'm looking now. I am not. I unfollowed him. That's good. <laughs> Why uh, did you follow him in the first place? I was place? worried there for a minute that I was. <laughs> you were going to make fun of me if I had it. Yeah. I was going to come down hard on you. Yeah. Anyway, here's some quick uh, headlines for you. Uh, Team USA will begin uh, its quest in the summer. They'll they'll play uh, uh, the, the, the Chinese Tenpai tomorrow. I, I butchered that. I'm sorry. But they begin tomorrow. Who are they playing? Uh, <laughs> you know. They'll begin tomorrow. That's what's important. Would Skip butcher that? Probably not. Yeah. But that's why he's making the millions. Um, something else I wanted to mention. Uh, Jacoby Boykins will play for the Magic yeah. during the 12-day Summer League. Uh, so that's very cool. We, we, we failed to mention that yesterday. Um, so former Louisiana Tech Bulldog Jacoby Boykins, uh, be on lookout for him this summer. And last but not least, Aaron, when Tony Romo speaks, people listen. And what he had to say was he thinks the Packers are the team to beat in the NFL. Everybody's jumping on the Packers this year. Yeah? They're kind of like the Raiders last year. Oh, how'd that work out? Yeah, not well. 
Um, do you agree with his assessment? I'll go ahead and, 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 and say what he, he said. He, he pointed out the secondary and the offensive line as being the weak points of last year's team and, you know, talked about what they have done this offseason to try to reinforce those groups and also uh, talks about Jimmy Graham. And, of course, it shouldn't come as a surprise that he values a great tight end. He says the Jimmy Graham thing is a big deal. People don't understand. You're going to see old-school Jimmy Graham. You pair him with Aaron Rodgers, you're going to see a little bit of a different animal. And the red zone, that will be almost unstoppable. If the secondary is a little bit better, I think they're the team to beat this year. It makes sense. I was going to bring that up yesterday when we were going through the NFL rankings uh, according to the players, the top 100 players in the league. And I was a little baffled. Jimmy Graham, I think, was like somewhere like 87, 86. But he was still getting that kind of respect from his peers well i'm not if it were if it were a list comprised by you know uh journalists i might be a little bit more surprised but like a like like you said the, this is a list comprised by players and because they they've seen what he can do firsthand i'm not that surprised that he made the cut and I do think this is a type of move that will benefit Jimmy, Jimmy Graham's career. Mm. He just wasn't a good fit in Seattle. Mm. He just wasn't. But uh, that said, I still don't think he's worth, you know, uh, paying whatever he wanted. You know, the Saints did want to make a deal, but obviously he wanted more money. And I'm glad the Saints didn't, you know, just give him whatever he wanted. I, I'm glad the Saints are still now, – now you still have those questions entering the season with the Saints. Uh, can Ben Watson – you know, can he can he stay youthful? Can he can he play like he did a couple of years ago? Uh, what does he have left in the tank? Because, you know, tight end's a position that it, you, you might consider that the weakest point of the team for the Saints. I think everybody just assumes you put Jimmy Graham with a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. How can it not work? Exactly. Yeah, I agree with the plus with the style of offense that the Packers play. Mm. I mean, Jimmy Graham is a vertical threat. You know, I mean, he was with the Saints, and he, he added so much to the Saints' offense. You get a guy like Aaron Rodgers, you give Aaron Rodgers a weapon like Jimmy Graham, only good things can come from it. At least at least you think so. They didn't put their name to it, but uh, they texted in, I have issues with you sometimes, Jake, but you're the best. I hope you're paid well. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> I'm not getting that cowherd money, <laughs> yes. rest assured. Hey, I don't know if you saw it or not, uh, Dak Prescott returned to Houghton yesterday for his annual summer football camp wasn't anything that really newsworthy came out of it. It was just more about the fact that he loves going back, giving back to his hometown. Of course, an opportunity to recharge his battery. He was uh, asked a couple football questions. He talked about the fact that this team needs to figure out a way to rebound. You know, when you go from, what, 13-3 and three to what the Cowboys were last year and certainly struggled, he mentioned the fact and what a loss it's going to be without Jason Witten. Not, not only on the field, but in the locker room. And that presence... Uh, the Cowboys are looking for some new leaders in that locker room. Yeah, and did you see? Uh, I don't know if this happened while we were, while I had the thing with the hospital, but thing. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, when when Jason, a it, man I, of many words here, a thing in the hospital. <laughs> that is so descriptive of what you went through, Jake. You're going to call it a thing. I mean, I don't want to go back through it. This is why I'm, I'm I'm saving the audience there. Um. The the deal with Jason Witten and everything that, you know, the coaches and the players talked about with him, how um, after a game-winning play, it was his play that, you know, it, it's it's his bread and butter. And after that play, remember yeah. it was the game-winning score, yeah. and he went on to talk about awesome. every other yeah. player. Yeah. I thought his that was shiny, so cool. His shiny moment, and then he literally went through and could describe why, why he was successful because the other ten guys – and what they did on that play he, to make him successful yes. where he got the limelight. He literally broke down every other player, and I love that. I think that's tremendous. And that I'm, the reason why I bring that up is because, like, like, a, like you said, you can't really replace a guy like that. Like, there aren't too many guys like that. So, you know, yes, he was a great tight end. Yes, he was great on the field. But I think they're going to miss that more, that leadership. It's, it's, it's tough, man. It, guys like that, guys like Drew Brees, I mean, they don't come around very often. Uh, you, you know, you're going to miss those guys when they're gone. 
ULM believes they have a difference maker in their quarterback, Caleb Evans. Of course, he's coming off a great year, finished third in the Sun Belt Conference in total offense at 287 yards per game, had 30 total touchdowns at a completion rate uh, over 60%. Of course, big things expected out of Caleb Evans this year, and he had quite an opportunity to go down and rub elbows and compete also against some of the best college quarterbacks in the country with the, the skills challenge down at the Manning Passing Camp. We were going to run this on Monday, and somehow it got pushed back. But uh, here's a little bit of a Caleb Evans down there getting grilled by the media on what he anticipates from the Warhawks this year and also how cool it is to be a part of the Manning Passing Camp. So just first, being invited to a camp like this with some of the most elite quarterbacks in the nation, what does that say about you and where your game has brought you so far? I mean, um, it gives you confidence, you know, to be considered as uh, one of the best in the nation. So it feels uh, definitely it's an it's honor, uh, honor to be here with uh, such great quarterbacks uh, here on this level. So it feels good. What's the, what's the, what's the biggest thing for you that you want to soak up from being around Peyton and Eli and Archie? I mean, definitely the NFL experience. You know, um, you grow up watching these guys. Um, on TV and everything, to be in person with him is different, you know, to see him work out, throw it, and the thought process they have on uh, certain routes, certain uh, coverages and stuff like that. I mean, it, it's definitely, uh, it feels good to be able to look at them and get experience and get, uh, gain knowledge from it. Yes, sir. What did you like about your sophomore year? Obviously, you had a lot of success. And what is the biggest thing that you're looking to improve going into your junior year? Well, um, sophomore year, you know, I had a pretty good year. But um, I feel like I was just scratching the surface my sophomore year. You know, I, some games I was rotating, some games uh, I didn't play. So this junior year, when I have a whole year to myself, I, I plan on improving, you know, my quick game, short game, um, and just being consistent. Um, you know, it's just another game. Let's say that, uh, you know, you go into every week preparing for a team and uh, it just so happened that people put up more hype around this game, uh, you know, rivalry, what so. Um, but to me, it's just another game, another game I uh, plan on doing well, another game team plan on doing well and, and uh, you know, getting the victory. KT sees uh, Seth Lewis trying to bait Caleb Evans in there to talk him some trash about the dirty Cajuns. He did not bite. Yeah, yeah, seasoned. Yeah. It's going to be fun to watch him this year. You go back and watch highlights from last year. Obviously, we know what he did through the air, but running the ball, man. You want to talk about some speed. Ooh. He was tough to catch. Yeah. He's a fun player. Like, you know, ULM's got a couple of those on offense this year. You know, add Marcus Green to that. A couple of exciting players that – you know, fans should be excited to go see. Mm. You know what I mean? But uh, about that Manning camp, I've always said it's one of my favorite things to cover. Jake literally went four or five years in a row. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the thing about it was you have high school kids from all over the country. And I'm not exaggerating. Like that weekend, you see license plates from everywhere because uh, the parents bring their kids. And um, the cool thing is they, they, they have so many college quarterbacks come that they can you know everybody gets to work with with one quarterback at least and then Peyton and Eli they go from group to group to group throughout the week so you get, if you attend the camp you get to work with Peyton or Eli at least once how hands-on are they? they they're very hands-on they come out and they they watch kids and they, they uh, they'll, they'll you know show them some, a couple of things that they're doing wrong and then you know it culminates with the the skills competition which they throw at golf carts with, with targets on them. And the whole th the reason why that is entertaining, and usually, you know, you get a lot more people come to that than an actual Nichols football game. <laughs> <laughs> but the reason why is because you got some of the best talent in the country competing, and it's fun because Cooper gets on the mic yeah. and he just rips every guy. Yeah. Like, you can tell they've, they've hung out, w you know, all week long because he'll, he'll make fun of them about something that he did hmm that week and so it is it is a great thing to go to especially you know a if you have a kid that, that wants to play quarterback or receiver you know i encourage you i don't know how much it costs i'm sure it costs some, some money but uh if you can do it and if you can get in before it sells out 
definitely, uh, definitely try to get in on that. Also, you know, if you're a fan, <clears throat> you know, there's nothing really going on in the summer. So if you ever just want to take a trip down south, that's something cool to check out, just to see the Mannings and, and the quarterbacks kind of thrown around. Mm. Uh, Randy says we're talking about who's going to step up with the Cowboys leadership-wise. He says Lee is stepping up for Cowboy Nation. Also, uh, Hartzell wants to know what we're not going to comment on Prescott switching agents. We commented on that uh, last week, matter of yeah. fact. And, you know, Jeff Gray or Rick Roberts, they have been a friend of this program and, quite frankly, a friend of mine for quite some time. I think it sucks that, of course, Prescott is going in a different direction with his. Thanks for listening to the best of the morning drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts.